My name is Lola Puzzle, and this is Media Delta. Hello, and welcome to our backup idea from when we decided to uh, eject out of Cine Hunter. Um, while we were actually watching City Hunter and doing it on Retro, we were using Retro Crush uh, to watch this. And uh, a movie in, well, a movie that there were Retro Crush, if you've ever been to their uh, site, they usually have something showing. And for some reason, when I was showing or when I was looking up uh, like City Hunter, uh, they were showing off a thing or a uh, part of a franchise that I have been wanting to do. And it's actually kind of a reason why I took a look at the game um, Astro Boy, the Omega Factor for the Game Boy uh, Advance. Because um, I'll go into a little bit why uh, us or me playing uh, Astro Boy, the Omega Factor, allowed us to do Blackjack the movie. Um, yeah, we're doing Blackjack the movie this week. Uh, and this is a movie that I've been wanting to kind of do for a while because it is a kind of a combination of a few things I've wanted to talk about, uh, namely... You know, Blackjack, if if you are not familiar with Blackjack, you are probably familiar with the person who created Blackjack, um, that being Osama Tezuka. Even if you're not really that versed in anime, you have likely seen uh, what if his, you have seen probably something of his, uh, namely that his, uh, well, his most, you know, notable thing was Astro Boy. Uh, but he has had a very expansive breadth of works in the manga and anime field, um, one of those being Blackjack. And the thing with Osama Tezuka is that uh, as he was a very much a character-based kind of creator, uh, he has something uh, that is associated with him that he called his star system, which he kind of originated the concept that I know, um, if you're familiar in the video game sense, uh, Kenji Ino, uh, thought of the digital actress, uh, namely Laura, and uh, kind of a suit of characters in Star System, it's a suit of characters that basically show up repeatedly in his works, Blackjack being one of them. Um, but uh, Blackjack uh, is kind of when it's like in the manga or like the Blackjack manga, which I think actually dates to if the not the 70s and the 60s. Um, was kind of a uh, one of like it's kind of like a one-off kind of per thing. There's not really a whole lot of continuing uh, continuing story. It's kind of like uh, we looked at a while ago. Gogo Thirteen, the professional. Um, Gogo Thirteen and Blackjack have a little bit of a similarity in terms of plot, where um, basically they revolve around people who are extremely good at their job. Uh, although Blackjack's a little bit more dramatic than uh, Gogo Thirteen, but. Uh, Anyway, um, you know, Blackjack the manga has been along, around for a while. And, you know, when you're it, it was Blackjack kind of uh, was one of Tezuka's, you know, more popular works. And, you know, when you get popular, you inevitably get, you know, especially in the manga scene. There goes anime and also movies. Uh, there has been a handful of OVAs and I think maybe one or two movies. Um, I do know that this is probably one of his like the main movie that when people think of Blackjack, it's probably, you know, Blackjack the movie. And that is what we're talking about, as I mentioned. 
Uh, another thing that I was excited about this is that it's something I kind of forgot. Uh, this was also worked on by, actually speaking of GoGo 13 Professional, this was worked on by another Osamu, that being Osamu Dezaki, uh, who also did GoGo 13 Professional, and also another thing that we talked about a while ago, Space Cobra. Uh, and, you know, those, I, I really like those two creators, and this gives me a chance to talk about something that both of them worked on. However, I'm not the only one here to talk about this movie, so please introduce yourselves in alphabetical order. Hi, I'm Axe, and I have nothing prepared. Hi, I'm Carnival, and I'm ready to be completely and utterly shocked by how this movie feels today. Hi, I'm Torpotypus, and I'm here for Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, um, so this kind of came, like, I was not really... Uh, prepared to talk about like to watch this when we kind of was like oh sure I'll just watch this so I kind of went to this pretty blind uh, I've seen it twice yeah three times now um and this certainly was a thing because you know if this being a theatrical movie uh, Osamu Tezaki which the kind of things we talked about uh, he was kind of a pioneer in doing some very uh, interesting effects with uh, <laughs> especially with his anime uh, the pastel frame is like one of his key things and it's shown up in pretty much everything that he has done uh, however that kind of you can if you want to be less charitable you can say that as a very uh, easy way to save on animation uh, however it is weird seeing his animation in a thing that actually has a theatrical film budget and Needless to say, this is definitely an Osamu Dezaki work, but uh, yeah, it's a kind of interesting thing. So before we kind of, or before I let my babble more on this, uh, I feel like I should probably let someone talk. So who kind of wants to give their thoughts first? Uh, uh, more, more looking towards um, uh, someone who hasn't seen it. Kind of. I can, I can go. Okay. I thoroughly enjoyed this, uh, aside from having to look away when they did medical things, because not good with that stuff. But this was a lot of fun, and uh, as I mentioned previously, like having a very shocking and not uns not not unsurprising, but still stark relevance in terms of today, given pointing at the world events. I also appreciate that it very much presents a difference in terms of how, you know, for a medical drama, it combines enough, like, high action, to, and but still close enough, because I personally am not one who's always a big fan of medical dramas, just because of there's uh, problems with how certain conditions are treated just by the genre. So I appreciate it for just going. No, we're just gonna go. We're just gonna go stupid in like some weird nonsense that's made up. Yeah, um, I should probably also uh, explain for those who are not familiar with blackjack what exactly blackjack is. So blackjack is essentially uh, he is kind of a surgeon for hire. Uh, the hire being the very key point in that uh, he works with very uh, specialized cases. Uh, in particular ones that like normal science would kind of they, he works the weird stuff in a lot of his 
uh, a lot of the manga stories are also revolving around the situation that caused him to be, you know, summoned, uh, much less also the weird ways that he has to, you know, correct the problem sometimes. Um, and like I mentioned, kind of a GoGo 13 where he's kind of seen as like this guy who can solve any problem that you give him. Although uh, it's more interesting because, you know, Blackjack sometimes fails. Um, so that gives it actually a little bit of drama to it. Um, but it is still that kind of standard plot. Uh, and this is definitely not not an exception for that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, go on. Or if you have any other thoughts uh, on that? I was, I was finished, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so who would like to talk next? Anyone to go X? I'm eating a pretzel. You go ahead. All right. Okay. Uh, Tor Torpa, what do you think about this? I quite enjoy this movie. I, I think it's a lot of fun. A uh, few things, though, is it is absolutely gorgeous. It is a very good-looking movie. It moves well. The detail is stunning, which also can cause problems for people who can't handle gore because the medical stuff is very detailed, yeah. including a brain biopsy. Yeah. Uh, let me... So... I, I have mentioned in the past that I and Carvel mentioned it as well. Uh, I am particularly uh, quite squeamish when it comes to gore. Uh, for the most part, uh, it was OK. But however, there are like brain biopsies and like some of the internal stuffs were a little bit hardcore. Uh, also, there is a shit ton of vomiting of blood in this movie, especially yeah, towards the end. Uh, I mean, yeah, so, there was the dude who was vomiting, what, 50 cc? No, he's just vomiting a shitload of blood every day. And he was just pouring blood out of his mouth into buckets as he was hooked up to a bunch of different IVs. There was, like, yeah. there was, there was, so, like, he, so he was, throw, he's basically throwing up blood. And they, 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 they said with that, like, 50, 50 cc's. And then they cut to a scene of him laying over a bed doing that. And then to the right, there's the stand with about eight, uh, eight bags of blood all hooked into him at one time. Also, 50 cc's is actually what Blackjack said later on in the movie when he was vomiting blood. Yeah. That's, um, that's why I misremembered. <laughs> but yes. I was going to say, I, like, I looked up because I was curious how, much, how many cc's of blood there are in the human body. Uh, and I'm like, is 50 cc, or thank you, people also ask, is 500 cc of blood loss a lot? What's the answer? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate... So this is what, you know, when you Google gives you that and you click on the thing and it gives you like a brief uh, like thing that the article that it linked that I think that that's like thing. Uh, the average amount of blood loss after the birth of a single player of, or a single baby in vaginal delivery is about 500 milliliters or about half of half of a quart. <laughs> that's... The average amount of blood uh, for a cesarean birth is approximately 1000 milliliters. Jesus. Which I think, if I remember correctly, CC and milliliter are interchangeable. Which so is weird. that's a lot. So yes. Um, Later, so apparently, the average liter of blood. The average adult has around ten pints of blood in their body, which is considered eight percent of your body weight. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, it's a lot of blood. You really don't want to leave your body. I kind of uh, don't want blood leaving my body ever, so... Why you just be like me and don't have blood? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 
uh, forewarning that there is a lot. There is a lot, a lot of medical shit. And like, it's well done. It's not like it's gore for the sake of gore. No, it's it's incredibly important to the story. It's just kind of hardcore. Yeah, it is. It's it's incredibly detailed for better or worse. I think for better, but (laughs) I I can understand if you can't handle that, because like, yeah, there's very detailed surgeries done. Like, as I said, a brain biopsy. There's also another part where a dude just kind of picks up a brain and drops it (laughs) out of a skull, which is like, wow. It's yeah. it's a good movie though. Um, a few other things to say, like, a like it's decidedly not horny, which I shouldn't need to mention, but I feel the need to mention because it is anime, and this is a problem <laughs> in a lot of others. But this is decidedly not actually. It's it's incredibly tasteful. It's yeah, especially for like I mean, the other two Osama Dezaki things that we've seen are Gogo Thirteen the and Space Cobra, which are horny in different ways. Uh, this is Golgo is the worst lover ever. This is explicitly not horny. Uh, which is I'm trying to think of the other things like it's thinking about the stuff that Osama Dezaki has worked on. It goes in the weird horny like all the all sorts of different horny. Like you got uh, Rosa Versailles, you got uh, uh, Dear Brother, which is both different kinds of horny uh but yes uh this is decisively uh and that is a thing with blackjack that he it is a very much about the story there is not a lot of weird like the everything in this is done for a good effect Mm -hmm. there is nothing i would call gratuitous in this I will say, too, that I appreciate that uh, your boy Blackjack is very anti-authoritarian. And it's to the point where he has people pay him based on means, uh, as has been mentioned before, and he's not afraid to bleed rich people dry in that regard. Um, actually, that's actually kind of an interesting thing about Blackjack, like especially like how the manga came about, because Osama Tezuka, before he became a mangaka, uh, was a he did get his doctorate, I believe. Wasn't he a GP? Uh, I that's he was sounds about right, but he went to middle school school, did the whole thing, uh, but was such so um dis, disillusioned. disillusioned by the Japanese medical establishment that he decided to become, you know, his like he decided to go into manga and create a blackjack as a kind of Outlet. Uh, outlet for his yeah for his thoughts on the Japanese medical system. Boy, howdy, does he have thoughts on the Japanese medical system? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't say anything else. I, I like Blackjack a lot as a character because he's a man who's very dedicated. He cares a lot. Like he genuinely cares a lot about all of his patients, as is shown repeatedly throughout the movie. The point where he was genuinely distraught when one of his patients died and there was nothing he could do about it. Yep. Uh, which actually goes into like the whole reason why, if you've never seen a picture of Blackjack, uh, he is uh, he he's kind of at the face of it, kind of just kind of a standard anime character, with the exception of his hair, which has a very notable white stripe in it. Uh, but yeah, also his also face, his patchwork skin. 
He has it. You look at his face and it's like halfway through his face. You see like a little bit of patchwork uh, skin that changes and in color depending upon the adaptation. So <laughs> there is a reason behind that, which is kind of interesting that especially if you think about because how you have to color because unfortunately, if you look at a lot of uh, early manga covers for Blackjack, uh, it's green. Uh, which is not right because <laughs> gangrenous flesh. Uh, the story behind uh, the patchwork is that uh, I forgot. The thing is, it also slightly changes depending upon the adaptation. Uh, so what it is, is that um, his so he and his mother uh, were on some sort of island. And or like we were raised on or like they were living on some sort of island when he was a child. Uh, that was landmined. And one day uh, he was, you know, playing in a field and came across an active landmine and accidentally set it off next to his mother or, or like he was going to set it off. His mother came to run and save him. Uh, the explosion happened, killed his mother and seriously wounded Blackjack. Uh, there is also on this island a Dr. Hanma that was like kind of Blackjack's mentor that kind of is like a wonder surgeon. Uh, that, uh, you know, saved Blackjack. The thing was, he needed skin, uh, skin graft, and he had an African friend. So, uh, the actual part of his skin is a completely separate skin color than his. It's supposed to be, you know, African skin color. Uh, and he intentionally left it, they left it there as a tribute to his friend. So, he has two different tones of skin on his face because of Respect for his friend. Also, uh, the the reason why it gives the white stripe is there is due to the stress and shock of the landmine in, in, or injury. I don't think that that I don't that part seems more far fetched to me than the you know the skin graft. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. So there is definitely been uh, you know I'm trying to think of the word. There's been precedent for that kind of behavior. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so did you have any of the other thoughts, Torbo? Um, yeah. So going back to Dezaki being the one uh, do doing the directing, you could tell because there were a number of pastel stills and it was really good when there was one part, like a solid 10 seconds animated entirely in a series of pastel stills. That really threw me off. Because it's like, so good. I liked it a lot. It's a really cool look. It's just it's weird because he's never had the move before. So it's like, oh, I guess you'd have the money to do that in this one. Yeah, um, he definitely flexed the fucking budget on this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah in, in general, I thought the writing was a lot of pretty enjoyable, even if the ending wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, so I was actually looking into that because I was trying to see if there was who a writer or who the writer for this was. Uh, there's actually three credited writers for this. Uh, one was Dezaki himself. Uh, the other was, let me uh, get it, was a um, one, uh, Akio, oh, wait, that's the wrong one. Uh, one Itomori, uh, who has done other things. Like, it looks like he's done a number of Japanese movies. Uh, in particular, like none of these I am familiar with. Uh, 
The other one, at least if IMDb is to be corrected, listed is one uh, Udo Lindenberg, who is a German vocalist that has done nothing else Japanese. Yeah, uh, it still sounds weird. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what IMDb is listing. <laughs> um, so uh, there are, for the most part, yeah, this is like the drama is kind of interesting. But yeah, there is a bit of Deus Ex Machina at the end. Yeah, they basically wrote themselves into a corner and just kind of casually solved the whole thing in an instant. And like the last five of the minutes of the movie was dedicated to that Deus Ex Machina and then a weird environmental message that came out of fucking nowhere. It was yeah. so weird. Um, also, speaking of IMV, I just want to... Uh point out one uh, interesting thing uh, about how what uh, IMDb thinks of this movie. Uh, so if you go to Blackjack the movie, uh, more like this uh, is the Blackjack OVA series, which is also done by Dezaki, uh, similar style to this. Gogo 13, The Professional, which makes sense. It's another Dezaki thing. Devil Man, for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> yeah, Devil Man. Uh, <laughs> and Demon City Shinjuku. Yes! Which are nothing like this. I need to rewatch that sometime. Uh, God, thank you, IMDb. You're great when it comes to anime. Um, yeah, God, I kind of wish that this listed what its budget was, but it doesn't. Um, I imagine that getting something like this is going to be kind of difficult. But uh, yeah. Uh, so do you have any other thoughts? Yeah, because well, like the basic premise of the plot is there's a bunch of superhuman people coming out of nowhere. Oh no, all of a sudden they're all getting very ill, their bodies are burning out. W what's causing it? And then the cause is very stupid. Let yeah. Let's about endorphins and how they don't quite work this way. And also you'd have to be an idiot medical professional to pump the body full of endorphins constantly. Yeah, but... Yes. For a woman who's supposedly a genius, she did some real stupid shit, because basically one woman who was responsible for the entire plot of the movie and constantly fucked up repeatedly and was an awful person and then blamed her dad. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, this movie, this is why I was like, hey, remember that company that was trying to, like, use that steal people's blood to put into old people this feels exactly like that honestly please that was a startup thank you you're yeah, right that was, that was not that wasn't stealing blood that was just uh they were buying it and i think peter thiel actually was big on this basically it was just like it was like elizabeth bathory but on steroids but yeah it's yes. like this entire movie's plot is like even if it's stupid, it's like, yeah, no, I just look at the world. It's like, yeah, this checks out. No, <laughs> you, this none of this breaks my suspension of disbelief. But yeah, it was it was a pretty fun and enjoyable. The writing, very very uh, very very uh, junk foody, but I, I, it was it was pretty good uh, up until the ending, which was them writing themselves into a corner. Shocker. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think it's a good movie, and I would recommend it. Okay. Uh, Axe, what do you think about this? Well, now that I've uh, kind of consumed uh, my pretzels, I feel like I'm ready to answer that question. Um, so this was a huge difference from what we watched last last time, uh, City Hunter. Uh, 
City Hunter, I I bombed out after two episodes, and I never wanted to see it ever again. Uh, this this was interesting because I didn't really feel like a like some of the like as we've done these things, I usually have some sort of like major feeling about it, either like a, a major negative feeling or a major positive feeling, and I didn't really have any major feeling about this. I was intrigued, but I wasn't like over the moon about it. Um, visually, it's very beautiful. It is very interesting. It does dabble in a couple of styles. It adds some CGI here and there that's not quite so good. I did like the pastel scenes, but the the general animation quality was very good, especially um, Pinoco? Yeah, Pinoco. Pinoco. Uh, very over-animated. Yeah, she was very over-animated, and I, I actually mentioned that the uh the the fluidity of the animation reminded me very much of uh Don Bluth was uh Nim, right? Yes. Yeah, so it it felt very Don Bluthy in, in certain ways. Um it's it's a it's a beautiful looking uh animation and it's it's interesting because I do like uh, I do like medical mysteries, you know, as much as House is a terrible TV show, I still enjoyed, you know, the little mysteries. I like mysteries in general, but like medical mysteries are are, are a specific kind of interesting and i feel like my viewing of it was helped by the fact that wang was there to kind of like ground some of the stuff and answer questions since he's he had a lot of knowledge on the subject no, so that he, obviously he, hmm? oh, he he when he was getting his degree uh, i think he majored in biology or something like that yeah so i mean like that kind of helped with with it so it's like oh is this an actual thing yeah is this an actual thing no so i was like all right cool 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 um but uh, as far as like the mystery itself, it starts out interesting. Like the, it basically it's it's people who are they find they're they're dying horrible deaths, and when you know they look the the doctors look inside, they find holy shit, their organs have aged to like age ninety, but they've got the bodies of like a twenty to thirty year old. So what the fuck's happening? It's also important to note that these people just out of nowhere, this huge group of people small like popped up who had incredible superhuman abilities and were destroying records and. Whooping absolute ass everywhere. Yeah, they basically become superhumans. It's I I, th I forget. I think that's the the term superhuman yeah, they, that they use. It they were using the term superhuman, which uh, as I was listening to this, like you kind of get the feeling that when it is one of the concepts that's really hard to do when you're localizing, um, you're translating much less localizing something. That yeah. there are just some terms that are in other languages that you do not have a really good uh, sort of uh, kind of equivalent. Yeah. Uh, and I I am well, almost guarantee you that in Japanese there was like a more. In, in regards to the to the context in this in this movie, I would say there are three words that come to mind that could fit. Superhuman, I think, is one of them. You could go and be all German and go Ubermensch because that is kind of what they they do. They become more than a person. They become more than a human. They have these supernatural abilities. Or yeah, mutant. More human than human. Yeah, exactly. You know, Rob Zombie. Did it. Um, but the other one could be mutant because what's revealed is that what's causing all this is some kind of parasitic virus that was found in like a field in a certain place and so the the woman in that uh tries to get blackjack to help her uh which is a funny it's just fucking hilarious so before i go into that part so 
Blackjack is doing his usual Blackjack thing, and then he keeps being harassed by a woman who wants him to help her. So to finally get him to acquiesce, she not only kidnaps Pinocchio, but she also like jumps in on a surgery of his and does the surgery herself because she's also a doctor. And this gets his attention long enough for him her to go, hi, yeah, I also kidnapped Pinocchio. Now you're gonna help me. He's like, okay. And it's so fucking stupid. But um so, to clarify really quick, the the, the virus didn't come, it came from a weird blue sand glowing blue sand they found in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Um and like it's disappointing because when you do a mystery, the most important thing, I think, outside of, you know, obviously the buildup, is the reveal. The reveal needs to be good, as, especially if you're going to do, like, a long buildup. Like, if you're going to do an hour and a half or two-hour kind of, kind of, you know, film or TV show, you absolutely need to follow that, that buildup with a satisfying ending. And sadly, Blackjack fails at that. Because the ending is, it is, it's very slipshod. It's, it's, it's not satisfying. It's, and it happened so quickly that it's just, it didn't even matter. It's like, oh, this was a problem. Ha, it's gone. It's important to note that at one point, What's-Her-Face infects herself and Blackjack with the, uh, the new stronger strain of the drug she'd been developing. Yeah. Forcing oh. Blackjack to come up with a way to counter the side effects of it. Which and is eventually, stupid. Go on. No, go ahead. You're doing a thing. Uh, yeah, and eventually, the problem is that she dies, and Blackjack almost dies, almost dies, but is saved by some random people out in the desert. Who have the cure. Who have the fucking cure. I have yeah. to, like, it's bad writing. But this has happened repeatedly in real history, which is why it's a bad ending, but I can't actually get too mad about it. it well, yeah, so the important thing, too, is that the weird blue sand, they never really decided to fucking investigate because it was actually the pollen of a flower a little ways over, which is where those people came from. Okay, but also you have to remember the scene where they actually, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's called a biopsy, but they actually, like, they go in on the brain and they find a slice. They don't find particles. They don't find remnants of it like you would with like a virus because you don't actually go in and pick the virus out with fucking tweezers and shit like that no they find a literal slice a green slice that looks that uh, wang and i were like is that radioactive and it's like oh it's not radioactive that's the virus and that's bullshit because that's not how it would work i mean um, to be fair that's that's just a culture developed on the brain that's like but still, that's... It, it was it was misleading in a bad way and also well, kind of stupid the the big point is this woman was committing uh illegal procedures upon all of these people yeah to to do this and, it, uh, and the, the 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 thought process behind it's so stupid because if you're going to be doing tests like this you don't just throw it out into the wild willy-nilly you control it because if you don't control it you're going to get really bad results or it's just going to or like she could have literally caused a pandemic which wouldn't have helped her with her tests at all it would just been a whole new different problem she'd have to deal with and then she infects herself which is incredibly fucking stupid because if she wants the cure she should have just infected blackjack she would live he would cure it and then she would have what she wants it's there's just a number of different like I know the direction they were trying to go, and I do appreciate that they tried to do something with it, but unfortunately, in my opinion, 
it's it's kind of like stumbling at the finish line and just falling flat on your face. You were right there. You had this cool thing, and it's just what you what you gave us really didn't. It wasn't satisfying. It's I think the nicest way to put it because it's not terrible. This was yeah. not a terrible watch by any stretch of the imagination. I enjoyed it from start to finish. It was quite a quite an enjoyable film, and it's in, it's intriguing. Like you explained how Blackjack got his looks, but the movie doesn't. So the movie leaves that little level of intrigue. Like, oh, why is he like that? Why is he like this? Who is Pinocchio? You know, like I don't think they explain <laughs> who Pinocchio is. So no, they don't. So the thing with Pinocchio is, I actually kind of really how really funny how they handle Pinocchio. Uh, in this movie, because Pinocchio is comic relief. Uh, that is what her purpose is. is. She is the comic relief. This is the move. The tone that they were going for would, if Pinocchio was part of the plot, it would have completely ruined it. So they just kidnap, get her kidnapped, but by people who treat her kindly. So well, it's just, just kidnapped by the woman who, wa- who wants uh, Blackjack to help her with her experiment. And then another woman. Yeah. Uh, she's so the woman that is trying to get Blackjack's attention was uh, Carol, or I think it's Joe Carol Brain. Yes, B R A N E. It's Joe not they Brain. Didn't go, it's Joe it, Brain, Colin. Yeah, they didn't go straight flat out and just call it like actual brain, but it is brain and of brain so, enterprises or whatever it was. Yeah, there's fair, a lot of she technically um, didn't have a name initially. Yeah, but I mean, it's still it's 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 a little too on the nose. Like, I mean, it, it, that's the interesting thing about this, though, is that it's it's sort of a weird, like almost mismatched kind of film because you've got this you've got this intrigue, and then you've got like Torpid mentioned at the in the final five minutes of the film, one of the characters who is uh, helping Blackjack through the film uh, decides to uh, he's he's talking about. Um, He's talking about the aftermath of everything that happened, and then out of nowhere, just launches into this like uh, pro-environment tirade. Which, again, I'm not against. I'm not against the environment. I kind of need it to live. The environment, what's it ever done for me? Exactly. Uh, fucking trees. I don't need them. But um, but it's just so. There's a lot of weird things that seem out of place, or maybe they were maybe they were originally fiddling with it to begin with, and never took it out, and just kind of went with it like it, it kind of like blackjack's face it's a little mismatched and it does kind of take away a bit from it uh, the ending like i said being unsatisfying it's it's frustrating because when you got a like when you got a good mystery that ending has got a punch that ending has got to be like like uh knives out had a great fucking ending fantastic ending right and this one just sort of like like Torpid said, and I think we all we all kind of said it too. We all were feeling it. They wrote themselves into a corner, and they just didn't know which way to go. And I wish it had been lupus. <laughs> it's never lupus, except for that one time they did. But even but, still, uh, I appreciate. I'm oh, sorry. You you've been uh, wanting to say something. I'll I'll, I'll stop. For I was gonna say. So uh, mentioning the writing again, there were a bunch of weird plot points that kind of just dropped and did nothing with, like the fact that Joe Brain was a test tube baby who went to a school full of other test tube babies in an incredibly cutthroat competition to become the child of Brain Industries, and nothing came of it. Yeah, I, like we didn't find out the the who like I guess she did, like she was the winner, but they didn't they didn't actually like show the 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 finality of that they're just like oh this happened okay next thing 
nothing happened to the the big villain, the owner of Brain Industries, and instead he sent in a Merc squad to fucking murder Joe. It just shot her to death, and they left. Again, this this is like it's like nah, I can't like it's bad ending, like badly written, but I can't be mad at this ending because it's like yeah, no, this checks out. <laughs> so, I think the th- the thing is is that a lot of the I what I can almost guarantee you what the, the is that they really want you to infer some things because the reason that I felt that joe infected herself as well as blackjack and it's kind of the thing that i kind of felt like uh she was basically going doing all these like very extravagant and like very unethical kind of things with the viruses because uh this was all a plot to get back at her dad uh, she she really wanted to prove herself to her dad but also it's kind of funny because there was a flashback where it showed that she wasn't getting perfect scores on her tests and her dad got angry at her. And it's like, damn, that's basically the movie, though, is her getting imperfect grades on tests, though in this so, case, people die. The thing yes. that I was thinking is that basically this was, like, the whole thing was an attempt to, like, when she realized that what this was going on and how this was spreading was she was trying to basically take herself out because I'm also thinking, like, Golgo 13... Like Except that she plot implicated point. herself. She straight up implicated herself as the reason it spread because she had all those unethical tests done. This could be, yeah. Like we've mentioned, there's. I'm trying to do the tying together, like what from what's there, and it's not perfect. Yeah. No, that's kind of my issue. Is there's just a lot of weird plot points it picks up, then throws out the window. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I'm I'm saying is like, um. There's a lot that they're trying to do, and if they had taken a bunch of this stuff out and just focused on one thing, it would have been a lot better. But unfortunately, it just it's a lot of it's the juggling act, right? And you're just dropping balls as you keep throwing them. Um and, and it's it's disappointing because like I said, it starts out really strong and the, the the actual medical mystery is very intriguing. People with desiccating organs when the rest of their body seems fine. And you could have done a lot of different things with that. In fact, uh, Wang mentioned a couple of them, and I I was expecting one of them because, but I forgot this was an anime, and uh, anime doesn't do, you know, standard. It's got to be anime. But um, one of the other things that Torpid brought up, and it was something I was definitely going to bring up, is it it was a nice fresh feel from stuff like uh, City Hunter and even those awful bits in. Uh, Golgo. Uh, this was refreshing because for an old anime, and again, I mentioned this during the City Hunter thing, and I mentioned this during Slayers, uh, it's one of my concerns with going to old anime is, is this going to be entertaining? Is this going to be fun? Or is this going to be sleazy, skeevy, and otherwise uncomfortable? And this was not. Um, now, again, that depends on your viewpoint <laughs> because there's a lot of there's a lot of gore, there is a lot of viscera, and there is a lot of actual operating which can be a little unsettling for some people i it's not for me but that's also because since i was a teenager and probably even before that i have filled my eyes and my brain with countless images of people being hacked apart and blood everywhere so it's not as it takes a certain certain specific kind of stuff to really get me to squeak get squeamish um 
but I, I liked I liked the level of accuracy that they had. I liked the level of detail that they had. It's it's just a shame that that, that didn't coalesce into a more satisfying and I would say a cohesive storyline because everything it had all these other perfect elements. It had the medical mystery. It had the intrigue. It had this great art style. It had some interesting characters. And it feels like the characters weren't used that well. Blackjack specifically doesn't feel like he's used that well. Um, like if I don't, I didn't feel like there was enough of him actually doing research on this stuff. It felt more like people were telling him things, and it was I was more interested in the idea of Blackjack himself solving this mystery. And then it, it, I think I feel like it was just it was just handed to him, and it's like that's not satisfying either. Yeah. Um. Joe Brain was just not an enjoyable character. I'm going to say that right now. I didn't like her. And I know you're not supposed to, but there's like, when you make a bad character, like, there's got to be like some likability to them to, to stomach the fact that they're on screen. Otherwise, you're just making the, the viewer feel like crap, you know? Um, for a good example, I, I don't know if I brought this up before, um, but I went and I saw uh, Red Dragon in theaters. Uh, for those who don't know, Red Dragon, I believe, is the prequel to Manhunter slash Silence of the Lambs. Yes. And so there was a key moment where, spoiler alert, uh, the killer is killed. And the moment that happened, it was a very silent moment. You literally could hear multiple people in the theater breathe a sigh of relief. And the reason was because this villain was convincing. He wasn't like just unlikable there was a likability about him there was a level of attachment that the viewer had to him so as he was being nasty there was just this there was a level of uncomfortability to it because you know you don't want to connect to this character who's this awful and then when he finally gets his comeuppance you feel relieved there's that that release and this movie doesn't give us that with joe brain she's just irritating she's uh, grading. She's not interesting. There's no real depth to her. And when they do try to give her some level of depth, like like we mentioned with the uh, the uh, test tube baby thing, it's not explored any further. It's just said, and then it's done and over with. Goodbye. We're, we're moving on. You want to know what happened? No, 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 no. We got we got more story to do. Other here, over here. And that's it's. She's another wasted character. And I feel like Pinocchio could have been interesting too. I know she's supposed to be sort of the the. Um, the comic to the comic foil to to blackjack but they could have done some interesting stuff with her she could have been used for for um i can't think of anything <laughs> i just know that there's more that could have been done with the cast that we had um yeah on a on a base level it's good on a base level it's very interesting but the more you peel back the layers and the more you sort of analyze the different scenes the the plot the ending the big reveals, the more you start to realize that it, it, it's not quite as cohesive and it's not quite as good. And it's, 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 it's not soul shattering. It's not like when we threw on SETI Hunter and we're like, wow, this is the fucking worst. And then turned it off. It's more just like a slight disappointment. Like, okay, this is good. It could have been better though. Yeah. We're disappointed because it was good. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, it's, it's not, it doesn't commit any major sins. It's just, it falls short of its own greatness. It ends on a bit of a wet fart. Yeah. yeah. See, I do have to push back a bit on the idea of just that a villain has to be either likable or enjoyable. Just because I think that, like, sometimes you need to have characters that are just the pure banality of evil. Like, 
of just, nah, this person's a middle manager. Like, granted, Metal Gear's a bad example because everything, everything in Metal Gear is over the top, but, like, I couldn't help but think of, like, Senator Armstrong from Revengeance as, like, a character that is, like, there's no redeeming value in Senator Armstrong. Like, yes, we have the meme and just the fun fight that, because it's a video game, but in its itself, Senator Armstrong is a character that walks on. We have no, we don't get a very long, like, reasoning behind this other person of just someone who represents the absolute embodiment of American proto-fascism and uh, privilege and exists to get murked, aside from the people who miss the point. But you can't judge a series on people who miss the point, because that always happens. That's true, and... I, I, I would counter that there is a likability to Senator Armstrong in the cartoonishness of those things that you just pointed out because it's all those things, but it's done to an exaggerated degree. And he works because you could be somewhat entertained by it. And, the, and, and entertainment doesn't always have to be like in a positive way. It could be in a negative way. You could like um, look at the Halloween. Michael, Michael Myers isn't, isn't a character that in, inspires any level of joy or um, happiness, but there's an interesting value to it that keeps you sort of linked to the character, you know, and makes you want to see what they're going to do next. Even though you probably, you know, it's probably going to be heinous and horrible, it still keeps you interested. Whereas Joe Brain didn't feel that way to me. She felt like I felt no connection between the character and any of any of the thoughts in my head. I was just like, oh, okay, she's here again. God damn it. Um, it's actually funny you mentioned that because I actually do have an, another example. I think of what you're going for because and this only popped up because you mentioned the franchise. Another one that I would argue is that same kind of way is uh, Jane Gum or Jane. I think it's Jane Gum or Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Jamie Gum as a, yeah. as a villain, he is not entertaining at all, and actually mm. is very shitty. But uh, it is like a villain that is just completely. Uh, alienating kind of to the audience. Um, but, you know, there are some interesting elements, question mark? As bad uh, as it no. is, the dance scene, it, it, it gives the, it, it adds, it, I can't think of the right words for it, but just the way that Gum is and the way that Gum behaves creates this sort, and, and again, I say it like this, it's a connection. It, it could be good and bad. It doesn't have to be, you know, like super positive or whatever. But the, the viewer wants to see more. They want to know what's going to happen next. They want to know what they're going to say and do next. And that's what makes a good villain is a, char a character who drives the plot forward and makes the viewer as bad as they are. They want to see more of what this person's going to do and whether or not they're going to get their comeuppance. Because not every time does the bad guy get it. Sometimes the bad, eye, the bad guy gets away with it. Um, and like I said again, Joe Brain doesn't have any of that. She doesn't have that drive. She doesn't drive the plot forward, in in my opinion. If anything, uh, no, she's the main instigator of the plot in every regard. Yeah, she is. But just there's just something about her that's so uninteresting that I didn't care that she was behind it. If that makes sense. If yeah. that's what I'm kind of driving at, it's just like as much as she was influenced throughout the whole plot. It didn't matter to me because I didn't like her. I didn't want to see her. I didn't want to. I didn't want to have her on screen, and that's what I'm saying. Is like a good villain. You want to see them on screen. 
because you want to see what's going to happen next. You want to you want that plot to go forward. And with her, I just wanted I just wanted them wipe her out in the beginning of the movie and give us a better villain. The way I don't know if I, I'm making any sense. The way that I and I think what I a way that I'm kind of thinking the way that I think you're trying to or like what I think the way that I'm trying to think about it is basically imagine that you're like an MC of like the villain kind of as an MC to the plot where sometimes like they are responsible for getting, you know, things going forward. Uh, but sometimes even though they play kind of smaller parts sometime in a overall plot, you still want those part like those transitions from uh, scene to scene to be a little bit entertaining. Yeah, you need things to happen and you you kind of want the character to make those things happen so that you can. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm having a hard time fully expressing this thought, but I just feel like a good villain isn't somebody that you just want to get off the screen and be done with. It's somebody that you you're a little bit invested in, you're a little bit connected to in whatever way. And See. it drives you to that end point where you you get there when she dies. Again, like it didn't feel like it mattered. Like, okay, she's dead. Uh, next part, I guess. I guess that's an interesting thing because, like, those MC bits for anything are always the worst for me because it's like, no, please get on with it. I don't care. You're wasting everyone's time. Move on. But I'm very much of like a, a, a probably an anomaly of a person who I don't like interviews in the sense of like, I'd rather just read the transcript because. Mm -hmm. I, I guess part of it's, I guess, a sort of impatience or of just of like, or of just, there's a certain like formula that I start to see in things where it's like, okay, give me the relevant stuff faster. I don't need this extraneous. So I guess I enjoy the kind of sense of like, no, you're not gonna, when you're not grandstanding for like, grandstanding for the sake of grandstanding is like, good, yeah. Do your thing and get us moving is something I guess I can enjoy a bit more in a pacing element. Yeah, I could see that. I th I'm starting to think. I think a thought's kind of like coalesce, like building my head. Impact. Your villain needs to have an impact, a level of impact. It doesn't have to be a major impact, but it, it needs to be some level of impact. And I don't feel like Joe Brain did. I feel like she was just a cat, even though she was the main antagonist, and even though she drove literally the entire plot, she just didn't feel impactful it felt just very flat for me i mean yeah i was gonna say they, they tried to make like an evil blackjack essentially blackjack without morals yeah and she just fell kind of flat exactly exactly yeah but um yeah um i don't really remember the soundtrack so i guess i could say there it's not... really wasn't anything other than one song like i mean the opening and ending both of which were terrible and unfitting yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's this is because Dizaki has a weird obsession with unfitting music. Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know if I have any other thoughts. Uh, the, like I said, it was the characters had the characters start out interesting, except for Joe Brain, but it feels like they don't do enough with the characters. And maybe I'm the only one in the group that thinks that. Um, but that's just kind of the takeaway I got. So it's like it was enjoyable. It wasn't City Hunter. <laughs> um. And overall, it wasn't it wasn't a horny anime, so it was like it was something. I'm not against horny. I really am not. It's just when anime does horny, it's really cringy, it, and I don't like it. There is a a there was a time and place where the style of that kind of thing really 
I guess hasn't aged well, so to speak, because I mean, there are plenty of unhorny anime. It's just yeah. a lot of stuff that kind of got popular or more no more notorious were the more like really kind of questionable in terms of like treatment. Also, you got to remember the people who decide to pick things that get translations and stuff are going to deliberately always pick things that I'm not going to say always things that are going to be either more provocative for lack of a better word, but yeah. you have to imagine that there's, there's so much that never gets out of Japan just because of either a, it's not, it's not that it's bad. It's just nothing super memorable. And people are always trying to look for that next big splash. If they're not by Kodoshop publishing Kod no, Kodosha is the person who behind is the big publishing company who's basically the de facto publishing company in Japan. So they get to basically throw around Shonen Jump stuff as much as they can for like it. Like, especially of this era, a lot of it were, were more boutique stuff. And when you're dealing with boutique stuff, you have people with very specific interests, uh, which kind of lends why. Some of the first things that I saw on anime shelves were stuff like Ninja Scroll, Ghost in the Shell, um, those OVAs like your your uh, Goku Midnight Eyes, your uh, dare shit talk Goku Midnight Eye. It's perfect. I'm not saying that it was like it's bad, but there <laughs> terrible, is a terrible anime, and only jerks like it. You're damn uh, right, I'm a jerk. <laughs> uh, the biggest but, jerk. But no, a lot of it is people who. Let's face it, we're kind of anime dorks. And we're looking. The lucky pervert thing was and still is a problem in, in Japanese media. Yeah. It's not just entirely that. Like, one thing that comes to mind, it's not a movie, it's a video game. And we've we've already we've I don't think we've talked about this, but like we've already heard the discourse. And the thing that comes to mind when I think of what I really don't want to deal with in anime is uh the the sorceress from Dragon's Crown. I don't want to deal with that. Like, you want to, you, that's your thing. All right, cool. But, like, can I just watch this without feeling like you're putting your kinks in my eyes? I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. You're going to feel like that with anything sexualized if you're not into it. Yeah, it's there. That is a very sp specific topic. That yeah. It's more just, I don't feel, sometimes you don't need to sexualize stuff, and some people just, do and it's and you can tell when it really doesn't need it and that's that's what i'm getting at is stuff that doesn't need to be sexualized but they do because they just want to be horny it's like come on just just tell your story I... my, my stance at dragon's crown is like it's we're going with that one it's like it's perfectly fine you don't need to play that my issue is more prevailing trends yes um god i i don't want to derail this anymore <laughs> But, like, thinking about the stuff you see in the Isekai boom? Please, no, no, just, 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 <laughs> no, no, please, if you want to keep it short, you will stop your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah, I just, just as a, as a point, that that is, there are some, unfortunately, consistent trends. Yeah, and, tell me please. more about slavery apology. Please, yeah. I don't bring down the sword. Or, <laughs> just, or yeah. <laughs> or the opening of Goblin Slayer. It, totally unnecessary. 
Totally Please. unnecessary. Please yes. Talk about the movie. We're just gonna get so hard derailed. <laughs> yeah, at this point. That's yeah. I think. But the point. The point. The point is that's what I I don't want to see, and I'm glad that this didn't do any of that. It just it had a story it wanted to tell, and for better or for worse, it stuck to it, and it didn't go into cringy or skeevy territory to do it. And I appreciate that. That's the the whole point I was trying to make. I did a terrible job of it, but that was the point I was trying. To make. It, fair enough. Took the long way around, but you got there eventually. Well, I mean, that's that's unfortunately the way it works. Is I got to I say a million things, and they go, "Oh yeah, this is what I was trying to say." But uh, I think those are my my final thoughts, so that we don't take two hours talking about this because I, I want pizza now. All right. So this is interesting to me because I am a huge fan of Osama Tezuka. Uh, I think he is probably one of my favorite, dis- uh, like, uh, creators of media. And I was actually kind of int- thinking about it because I'm like, because thinking about this, uh, this was made long after Tezuka passed, which I think he passed away in the 80s. Yeah, uh, but- tragically, but yeah. Yeah, also really fucking uncomfortable last words. Yeah. Uh, he died, basically, his last words were him yelling at a nurse that he wants to continue working, or he was continue wor- working, like, give him, give me back my sketch pad. Yeah, uh, he died of is, stomach cancer. Uh, which, coincidentally, Osama Dizaki also died of, well, he died of lung cancer, but very similar circumstances. Um, but I was wondering if Dizaki actually worked with Tezuka, because, you know, this being a work that he made after... Uh, Tezuka Pass, this is not specifically made on any manga, so it's an original thing. But Tezaki oh. started with Astro Boy. Oh, yeah. I do want to mention, to make the last words that he said even more tragic, it was specifically, I'm begging you, let me work. Yes. And a lot of people, like, romanticize that as him yelling at God to, to, for him to that, but I'm pretty sure it was just a nurse. It was just a nurse because she was taking away his drawing equipment because he was dying from a terminal illness. Yep. Uh, and probably working on a Hinotori at the moment because <laughs> uh, that is his magnum opus that he never got to finish. Um, but yeah, so Dezaki worked with Tezuka on Astro Boy, um, Big X, which is another Tezuka thing, which actually was in Astro Boy, the Omega Factor. Uh, Dororo, actually, the 60s version of Dororo. He worked on that. Uh, also, the 1969 X-rated film, uh, A Thousand One Nights, that he worked with, on with Tezuka. So he did actually have experience working with Tezuka. Um, but yes, I could post a GIF of a scene from uh, A Thousand One Nights that definitely codifies the fact that he might have been probably the OG furry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, yeah, I have, man. I have, to bl- I have to bring it to you. No. The OG furry lived back in Mesopotamia. Let's be real here. Okay, okay. The, the yes. modern concept of the furry, though. Yeah. Um, he, his daughter straight up cracked open his desk and found various erotic pictures of anthro women. Yes. That, that is, and that's not like an exaggeration, no. Well, it wasn't like straight up porn, but it was definitely horrible. Erotic doesn't necessarily denote porn, but yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, um, he's just an, uh, a creator that I find interesting, and Dezaki, also a creator I find interesting. So this was like me watching this for the first time. I I like this. Like, I really like um, 
I like this move for the most part, other than the parts that I had to kind of walk away from. <laughs> it's nice seeing Dizaki with a budget. Yes. Um, so I don't really have much else to add. That really hasn't been said, which is perfectly fine. But um, yeah, as someone who liked Tezuka's work, uh, I think that this was a pretty decent job at uh, doing it. There are I have not seen the set, uh, series of OVAs that Dizaki also did. Although I'm pretty sure those were generally held in high regard. Uh, the TV show that came out in, I think, 2004 uh, was, I believe, a pretty decent retelling. That actually was telling retelling stuff from the manga. Uh, those I remember liking pretty much if you're looking for some uh, stuff of Blackjack to watch. Um, there's also another TV series, which I think was called Blackjack 21, which is another original story, which I didn't particularly care for because I thought it was kind of a little bit overblown even for a blackjack story um but i felt that this was a more for the stuff that is in an actual original story i felt like this was a decent uh telling of a blackjack story although like i mentioned probably got rid of pinoco except for some small cameos because she definitely would not have fit the tone that they were going for for this movie which is a little bit darker like, I think in terms of tone, then usually Blackjack stories definitely have gone dark. Um, but for the most part, they're dark in that in concept. In ter- like, for example, Pinocchio as a character, uh, she basically was uh, her origin story is basically and I'm going to probably get a few of this, the finer details wrong. Uh, there was a woman that came to Blackjack because um, there was a cystoma in her. Uh, that actually was turned out that originally she, when she was, you know, a fetus, uh, she was originally going to have a twin uh, with her. Uh, but the twin was absorbed into her body. And as she grew or as she aged, that cystoma started to get like a full on central nervous system, like start to form inside of her body. Like the, the panel that they draw is like there is like a face in her stomach. Basically, she had a parasitic twin. Yeah. So Blackjack removes the removes Pinocchio or the removes the systoma and like so there's a bunch of body parts there um and I think she he does it in a way that it keeps the body preserved essentially or like the systoma preserved uh so as he's working on like after the the work is done uh he gets drunk one night and gets some like artificial body parts and makes Pinocchio out of that systoma and it was like oh I bet you I could do this and he doesn't. And Pinocchio's made. Uh, so Blackjack invites the woman back to like his place and says, hey, I have actually re- here is your sister. Uh, and first thing Pinocchio does to this woman uh, is beat the shit out of her because he was going to kill her. Uh, but then the other woman disowns her as her sister and just kind of runs away. And Blackjack just takes her up on as her it, essentially as his daughter although there is some slight, oh, but she's actually 18 kind of thing going on, and Pinocchio wants to marry Blackjack. That is mostly done for laughs and is never actually, like, nothing happens of that. We don't go full Sasami on it, which is thankful. It is, this is not an Usagi drop moment. Uh, Blackjack has zero interest in her, and it is always done as, like, a cute child thing. Um, but. Yeah, like, 
And there's also like Blackjack uh, having to remove a scalpel that his uh, his um, professor or like his um, his teacher, Dr. Hanma, uh, accidentally left in him as a child that had calcified a sheaf on it. And basically it was like Homa's like always been regretting that before he passed. So it goes places. There's also a really questionable trans start character that is a recurring character that uh, for 1960s standards, having a character is nice. Although the uh, situation regarding her is a little or regarding him is a little or like transition is a little not great. But they never like they always treat him properly, which is nice for one thing. But um, yeah, it 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 goes some interesting places. But um, this was a decent, uh, you know, this is a decent blackjack bit of media. Um, I can't really think of much else to say about it. Um, does anyone else have anything they want to? Bring up, or are we good to rank? Yeah. Okay. So, um, we're going to rank this using our normal 1 to 21 scale, uh, with 1 being absolute mastercraft. Uh, can very hard to do any better uh, to 21, which is extremely little, even ironic value to be obtained from this. Uh, so, X, what is your numerical ranking for Blackjack the movie? Um, based on everything we've discussed, uh, what I've said and what other people have said, I would put this somewhere around, um, my heart is telling me I want to put it in the blues. I'm just stalling for time, so I pull up the list. Um, yeah, no, uh, I'd say, uh, I'd say, uh, six or seven. All right. Carmel. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. A five, six, or seven. Okay, Torpo. See, that's what I'm debating. Uh, either a five or a four, because I would I would watch this over Space Cobra. All right. I would also watch it over Moomin Valley, but Come on, I, I would I'd be I'd be content with a five or a six. Right. I, I, it's it's definitely something I had to think about because like I when I first started this I was like thinking no lower than four, but then considering it's like. Definitely, like, revising, like, the four to six scale somewhere in there is definitely where I would put it, yeah, but I just don't know... my feeling. I don't know where I would put a slot it, though, because it's, like, there are definitely things that I would definitely watch this over, but it's spread between all sorts of things, because it's, like, mm-hmm. I would probably like to watch Space Cobra more than, than this, but that's more of a genre thing than, per se, of quality. Whereas, like, I would absolutely watch this over Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, which is this again, just a this is more genre verse than quality kind of t- taste thing. There's still Christmas, I don't Mr. Lawrence significantly over this. It's yeah, it's it's the problem of the uh, I always consider these specific numbers to have a plus or minus two for these for individual tastes, because, of course, you're going to have taste involved in this. So. It's not like there are a couple that I don't agree with. I mean, yes. <laughs> but. Jamming that delete key as hard as I can. Uh, so I actually had the exact same scale that Carnival did. I was thinking somewhere between five and seven. 
I I also would probably watch Space Cobra over this, but also for me, uh, I don't like gory like gore and blood and vomiting blood. So I'm probably never going to watch this again voluntarily. Um, but uh, from a critical eye, uh, I do feel like this is done a little bit better than Cobra. So I'm kind of <laughs> see. Here's the problem is that especially after we did the thing, we have a shit ton of things in five. But yeah, that's that's been that's like, like mm, four or six, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too, is like we have so much in five. We should. It's like mm. I but, say we put it wherever it naturally goes and let's not worry how much. Yeah, is in there. Look, yeah, I'm just saying at some point we need to go Mama Bell on that fucking five. Yeah, uh, but that is maybe next year. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, if we look at it, if we look at the spread, uh, I would say five, well, five's the most common number with all, uh, everyone except for X going has a five, although six is also pretty prominent because everyone except for Turbo has that. Uh, so the five or six range, I feel is definitely the good place to start, which, uh, to reiterate the stuff that is in five. We have Adventures from Boom and Valley, Game Center CX Season 1, Jaws, Starcade, The Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Movie, Running Man, and Uncut Gems. Uh, and in 6, we have Mappy and Space Cobra. Um, I feel like, just because, like, yes, this this is better, like, as a, as a work, I think the Blackjack movie is better than Mappy and Space Cobra. And I think it it's a more natural fit in 5. I... I Here, here, here's what I'm thinking, right? Uh, let's let's look at Street Fighter Two, the animated film. So we got two animated films. Let's put them side by side. How do you feel about the two of them compared to one another? I, I, uh, hmm. so saying the Street Fighter Two movie is also pretty decently animated. I yeah, kind it's of, also got no plot. It is bare bones as fuck, and it's just watching people beat the shit out of each other. But this is that true. Form? But it also has it. It doesn't have a plot, but also it. So it's the kind of thing where if you take the ups and downs of the thing, it's kind of consistently in the middle. But blackjack, you have ups, but also you have downs. Mm -hmm. And it is do the ups override the downs. Um, I would say yes, personally, but I don't know how the rest of you feel. It's actually the thing that I was actually looking at the sevens, Area 88, because uh, that's also another situation where, man, this is cool. That ending kind of deflates the entire experience, oh. though. Oh, no, like Blackjack's ending is much, even as bad as it is, it's much better than the Area 88 one. Like, So at least we could say it's above seven. Yeah, I think start it's... There, then. Yeah, because then we have Mappy and Space Cobra. I was not there for either of them, so I, I don't know what to say about it. I I kind of have to say that it's probably above both of those. Yeah, as much like, as I really like Space Cobra. Right, so is, then the, the floor at the moment is uh, five. five. Which, well, where's our, where's our ceiling? I think our ceiling... So, three. I think the, I mean, the ceiling we had is three. So I, the yeah. stuff that we have in three is Dirty Pair Project Eden, Ghost in the Shell, Streets of Fire and Road to El Dorado. No, I nah, would say those no. films are better. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a it's a 100%. it's it 
if we're going if it's going anywhere higher it'd be four it's four or five where it goes it's like four or yeah, five. So four, four, four or five's where we've narrowed it down. Um <sighs> well here's here's my argument. If Street Fighter two was really just mindless punching and really wasn't all that big of a story, I would kind of I would argue Street Fighter two probably should come down and then I would put uh I would put uh, this in four in place of it. Well, I mean yes. Uh, that's possible, though. I think that sometimes just punching and kicking, sometimes that's like it's a very good version of that. So I would I would actually would not mind keeping both of them at the same level. Yeah, I'm fine keeping them both at four. So I think four works like I mean, there are some things in five that I personally would say, although Jaws is in five and I'd much rather than it. it I think four is fine. Surprise! Running Man is as slow as it is. I think the was it that the Running Man was long. Uh, no, it also well, the Running Man also had some. Running, running Man, Man had Sub Zero in it, which that wasn't great. <laughs> uh, which also reminds me, did I put the I did I put S in for Running Man? Now that I'm thinking of it, I did. Okay, I'm gonna have to listen to the uh, Street Fighter episode. Yeah, that was a while was 39, ago. yeah. But yeah, um, four. I'm fine with four. Yeah, let's go four. Content, so... G+. Plus. G plus, plus. Plus. Add a couple uh, pluses to that. Uh, Is it V? Yeah, it's V4. Vendetta? No. Um, <laughs> what is... What did I... What is the description that I put for it? Uh, graphic depiction of bodily functions. Yes, because yeah. you um, you've said you you're not a fan of vomiting. This yeah, uh, gratuitous body noises, and I'm like, oh, right. What? Think of body noises that start with F. Farting. Yes. Have we watched anything with that? I don't think we have, and I completely forgot that I put that on there. I'm kind of glad I, we haven't. I don't think that. No, we've not watched. I don't think that's going to be a thing that comes up very often, would it? It is. I I honestly cannot remember why I put that on there. Other than it's like, oh, I wonder if I can think of something for every letter of the alphabet. Look, it's better to have something there that there for in case of need than to discover we need to, to patch mid mid recording. So yeah. All right. Is there anything we want to call out for music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, or art? Art. Art's really good, yeah. Super thumbs up. And uh, uh, there's a bit of charm to it, I think. Yes. Um, if action, if we could talk about the, uh, if we could uh, put that to the, uh, the surgery scenes, it's extremely well done. I don't, I don't know if you tie that together. I don't know if I'd call that that. I don't know what you would describe as action then. I mean, I mean, there technically was some scenes in which dudes broke in. I feel like you're splitting hairs because you don't like gore. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's more. It was more that the thing with the because I'm trying to think for the surgery scenes. Was there tension in that, so. or were they just doing it? There, there's a degree of tension because there was remember tension from the circumstances around it. Yeah, and yeah. and like we could probably frame it this way: like, yeah, you don't like the gore, but was it effective? Yeah, I, did. I was just trying to think because usually action is has involved a little bit of like there is some potential for failure. But I, I it, it was more I, I forgot 
than me trying to dumb it down. So I can, I can put the, the thumbs up for action. Uh, God. Um, I wish I had his charm for like the very end because I would put a negative for the very end. Mileage may vary because like you said, there's a lot of ups and lots of downs. Yeah, that I think will work. Um, where's me? Let's see. Cinematography. You know, actually, I'm going to put thumbs up for cinematography because I think that this really worked well. Um, music. I'm going to put a thumbs down though because the music was just completely unforgettable and kind of jarring. Yeah, kind of like uh, having Iron Maiden's "Flash of the Blade" play out of nowhere. That was at least funny. <laughs> But yeah. Um, anything I want to call it for yay or nay? Because it's an hour and a half, so it's it's the perfect. It's a good length. Well, it's a good length, but it doesn't make the best use of its time. Yeah, arguably. I can only the only thing I can think of is God damn it, the ending wasn't great, and some of the characters were kind of flat. But I don't think we have charms for those things. Yeah, I don't think that would. I don't think like anything extra would be good for that. So I think we actually don't really, I don't, I think it's fine that we don't have any charms for it. Cause I mean, I really can't think of it. So that I think we're good for blackjack, the movie. Uh, so before we move on to our next thing, um, Axe, anything you want to plug? Uh, yes. Uh, the autistic self advocacy network and also your local ASPCA, please adopt. Don't shop. Uh, Carvel? Your local mutual aid fund or bail fund. Uh, Torpo? Twitch.tv slash Torpotypus, non Torpotypus at Twitter. And I would like to plug the hole in my skull left from that brain surgery that Blackjack did. That brain salad surgery by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the one with the hidden blowjob. What? I think that's the one. That there it looks like there is something in that lady's mouth. Is it like the Resident Evil 6 giraffe blowjob? Uh, take a look at the album cover and it might be more obvious if, now that I've said that. Um, regardless. Um, so next up, uh, we are going into the stuff that we're taking a look at for February. Uh, and we're starting off with a interesting thing. Uh, this is also... An o well, this is a set of OVAs based on a manga that nobody knows about <laughs> because this is something that was obscure even in Japan. Uh, like, I have seen very little of it. Um, and this did come out over here in English, but it is... I barely know anyone who is familiar with it and the only reason I was familiar with it because of the weird-ass Famicom Disk System game that came out from this franchise. That's fucking terrible and worthless, yes. Yes. Uh, so we're taking a look at What's Michael? Next. Yes! Next. Week, which, yes, is all about cats and cats, their cats, owners. Cats, it's cats, 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 cats. It's been described as Japanese Garfield, but I think that's not a good way of describing it. But we'll see. Garfield. Garfield's good. It's also no. great. It's also great because, um, yeah, when I was looking, so a little bit of behind the scenes for the, or for me trying to look this up, I couldn't find this on YouTube. I had to go to Daily Motion to find this. So, 
there's already a sign about what's coming up. Um, but yeah, that will be uh, next time. So uh, tune into that, and I hope to see you next time. Bye! If you would like to see the list in which we have ranked every single thing we've done for Media Delta, you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser. If you'd like to watch the sister show that determines what could show up on Media Delta, that's RetroRank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lolotapuzzlo or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening.